Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wifely Wisdom. I'm so excited. (laughs) You know, it's so funny because I always say I'm so excited, but really I am. I love when, you know, God is moving. I love what God is doing for all the wives, wives that are waiting, wives, fiancés, people who are in courtships. I am just extremely excited for everyone. Now, as we are at the end of the year, gearing up for the new year, um, I'm really excited for this word because, you know, as women, as human beings, <laughs> honestly, this is really one of those that you would, I would recommend that you even share it with men if you haven't been doing so already. And the title of this one, excuse me, is Get Back Up Again. Get Back Up Again. Get Back Up Again. Um, so as we know, a lot of times at the end of the year, we have, um, you know, we start, you know, people start to think about how their life has gone throughout their year. And a lot of the times it can be, it can be a little easy to just think about what didn't happen, not to really count the blessings, but to really count the mistakes, to really count the setbacks, to really count the sad times. To really count the the bad moments, to see what didn't happen, to see what could have happened. And that sneaky old demon of depression tries to sneak in. And this message is so good because it's telling you, get back up again. Get your behind back up again. I don't care what happened. I don't care. Get back up again. So let's get into it. But before I do, let me just once again introduce myself. My name is Portia. And, you know, God put this on me to do this Wifely Wisdom podcast a few months ago. And it has been amazing ever since. God has been moving mightily in my life and other lives. And so if this is your first time listening, please do me a favor like and subscribe, share with others so that it can be a blessing to them and listen to the previous episodes. I'm sure there's a good one that will really feed your soul. So let's get back into it. Okay. So we're at the end of the year. Um, (laughs) Christmas is approaching. And so you're thinking about, and so thought these demonic thoughts can come in. And so one of the things that, of course, you know, we talked about this before, which is Thanksgiving, giving thanks, those words off those thoughts, but sometimes it's still, it can still be subconscious about certain things that you didn't do. Now, what are things that could happen? You felt like it, you wasted your time. Um, you felt like, you know, you, you wasted your time. You, you felt like you were supposed to do so many things. You didn't do it out, out of whether it was disobedience, um, discouragement, um, lack of confidence. You felt like you didn't get it done. You was like, I should have done this. I should have did that. I missed my time. I missed those moments. And and while if you feel like you're missing, you're 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 excuse me, <laughs> like jumping over myself because I it's just so good. But you have to remember that you are a daughter or a son if you're listening of the Most High God, and you have to remember He gives us many chances. His mercy endures forever. Mercy is not something that we can earn. (laughs) There's nothing we can do. I mean, really, we just ask God for mercy. Mercy is something that we cannot earn. It is a gift of straight from God. There is nothing we can do to get mercy. 
but we can ask for it. And sometimes we don't even ask for it. And God, not even sometimes, all the time, really. And God just gives us mercy and spares us and keeps us. God gives us, he is a God of many chances. Now, this is not to say that you take this word and just say, hey, I'm not going to do it because God is a God of many chances. Remember, he knows your heart. But it's just to say right now that where you're at, Yes, you don't have to stay in that rut. You don't have to stay in that place of, well, I messed up, so there's no point of doing it again. Uh, there are a lot of people who have started their lives and are millionaires, multimillionaires, super big people that started at the age of 60 and, for, and, and, and been going above and beyond. It's never too late. It's never too late to fulfill God's promise. If you know, if you're sitting here like, I should have done it. You can call on the mercies of God. You can repent for being disobedient because that's you know essentially what it was. You can repent for maybe it's because you were um, waiting on someone else to do it, or maybe it was because you um, you know you were scared of what people might you know you know what they would think of you, and so you would repent for those things, and then you would ask God to restore you. So you have to remember, you serve the God who restores the years that the locusts, the palmer worms, and the canker worms have eaten. Okay, that's the kind of God you serve. That's the kind of God you serve. So don't 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 let it stop you from not doing it at all. Yes. In that particular season, there was a certain grace and, and favor that came with it if you did it in that time. I'm not taking away from that. But if it's still on your heart, you can still go to God and ask God for mercy to do it. You don't, God is, <laughs> God will still give you another chance and accelerate you. Believe in God, have faith and trust that God loves you very much. So whatever project that God had put on your heart to do this year, or any, or any previous years that you yet have not yet done. Go to God. Ask God. Ask God to restore your years. Ask God to restore that. Ask God for the grace. And don't drop the mantle no more. Don't drop the assignment no more. Remember, rely on God. Use God as your strength. When the people try to come and, and, and talk down upon what God has cho- told you to do, remember, it don't ma- they are not God. Matter of fact, they're far beneath it. So you're not going to take the information and the knowledge and the wisdom. Ah, wisdom. Get into it. The wisdom and the understanding of this. And you're not going to take it. And you're going to do everything God calls you to do. That's you make that vow to God and you ask God to. And here's the kicker. You can ask God to help you keep it. Lord, keep me. Lord, help me never to break this vow. Lord, make it so that I cannot break this vow. You can ask. You can go to God and ask those questions. I mean, and ask those things and, 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 and request those things. There is nothing too big for God to do. There's nothing too small for God to do. You can ask these things of God who gives to all without reproach. So please, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you felt like you did not accomplish, go to God and ask God for another chance. And, and you know, <laughs> when you ask God for the other chance, you know, do it, please. I'm sure that there are people that are in need of whatever, whatever that special gift that God has given you, whatever that mighty assignment that God has given you. I'm sure there are people that are really in need of it. So do it, please. But don't sit down. Get back up again. Get up again and, and, and get started after you have spent your time with our Father in heaven. 
Okay, what's another? And this is not really a long one, you know. We're all gearing up for the house, for Christmas and just really rejoicing <laughs> that, that Jesus Christ was born. <laughs> really, because, you know, once again, he was born and he died on the cross for our sins so that we can get back up again. How about that? So, you know, it just, it's all good. <laughs> so, okay, what's another thing? Yes, hmm. this is a, this is a, Actually, I think, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about this one right now because this is real. This happens a lot. Maybe you felt like you did so much wrong and God is too angry with you. You know, when you messed up, it can be so easy. And I'm talking from experience here. Okay. Um, for condemnation to come in. You see, once again, just like I said, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. For, this, for the, the past sins, the present sins, and the future sins. God died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross so that we may be saved, so that we can f- repent and receive forgiveness. I don't know what it is that you've done that was wrong. I don't know the mistakes you've made. You might have, it, has, it could have been extremely big, okay? It could have been not that big, but it's still a mistake and it's still something that wasn't right. I don't know what you've done to other people. You've done yourself. I don't know what you've done, but what I do know is that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, okay? He didn't just die on the cross for little bitty sins. No, he didn't just die on the cross for because somebody said, you know, something wrong. No, he died on the cross for the big ones, and I wanted to go, because you know I don't play that, y'all. We're going to go to a scripture to really talk about this. And one of the biggest things that God had put, God put on my spirit was the example when Peter denied Jesus. Now, Peter, as you remember, yeah, he was a, he's a, you know, was a disciple of Jesus. And Peter was right there with Jesus. He was like, you know, right there. He was with Jesus. He was one of the people that saw um, what is it when, when uh, I think Elijah and uh, somebody else that came down on the mountain of transfiguration, he was one of the people that was there. He, he loved Jesus. He loved Jesus. He did, but he ended up denying him. So what I wanted to read the scriptures when Jesus warned him and told him, you will deny me, which was Luke chapter 22 verses 31 to 32. Once again, Luke chapter 22 verses 31 to 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, remember that's Peter's name, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So this is so powerful because as you can see, he said the Lord, Satan, is, he asked to sift you as wheat. There are times when Satan knows your assignment. He knows your anointing. So he wants, he, you think he wants you to make do right? He wants you to make mistakes. He wants you to fail. He fail. He wants you to do heinous crimes. But he said, I pray that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Sometimes, sometimes there are things that people can do that will cause them to run away from God. Like, no, I messed up too much. I can't even face my father. I cannot face God. I'm just going to just, just dwell in this moment right here because I, I did so much. Forgetting that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And even more so, forgetting that God already knew what you were going to do. God already knew you were going to make that mistake. 
that's what the blood is for. God knew it. Yes, you messed up. Yes. But you don't go hiding and running away. He said, now, when you have returned to me. So that lets you know that Peter, he went away. But he said, when you have returned, some, some, some of y'all for real have not yet returned because you're so stuck in condemnation of the things that you have done. He, he said, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren, because that means there was still work to, to be done. And if you remember, Peter was there, Peter, Peter was one of the most popular apostles in the Bible. People just walk on the shadow. They just wanted to get a shadow, lay in the shadow so they, they can get healed. He was out there saving households, setting order in the church. Okay, suffering for the for the gospel. He was he was yes big. The, why why so? Imagine if he would have just stayed there, laid down, and con- ridden in guilt and in condemnation. And he what he did is that is I mean you know imagine denying or doing wrong by your your friend, your sister, your brother, your sibling, your parents, your spouse. But to do it next to, to by Jesus. That got, I mean, I can only imagine the, the, what can, the level of disappointment and, and condemnation that comes with it. Because Peter, if you read that, and I encourage you to read the book of Luke, but if you continue to read, Peter was like, there's no way that can happen. He trusted God with all his heart. He knew Jesus could never lie. But for that, that could never make sense to him because he's like, yo, that can, I said, yo, I'm sorry, I'm into it, y'all. <laughs> but he's like, that can never happen. Jesus, I will cut, like, I will not play with anybody when it comes to you. Remember, Peter was, when they came for Jesus, he, he cut off the man's ear. Like, what in the world? Should we kill him? What is he doing? He was the one, he loved Jesus with all his heart. So he said, that cannot be. And sometimes that's how y'all feel. Y'all was like, well, how did I end up doing this? How did I make this mistake? Because the enemy sought to sift you. But you have to remember you serve a living God. You serve somebody who died on the cross for your sins. You made the mistake. Repent, receive forgiveness, forgive yourself and move on. So that you may strengthen your brethren. There's assignments for you to do and you're laying down. Get yourself back up again. Get your behind back up again. Let this encourage you. Get up again. Don't spend another waking moment or second wallowing. Allowing tormenting demons to torment you and to remind you of your sins when God has already forgiven you. Get back up again and do the work of the Lord. Do the assignment God has called you to do. Open the business God has called you to do. Make those connections God has called you to do. Okay? Parents your children the way God has called you to do. Be the wife God has called you to do. Be, be, be the wife God has called you to be. Be the husband God has called you to be. But there is no need for you to sit around and just wallow in self-pity and let the enemy just roll all over you when there is a much bigger plan in your life. And the reason why I know this is because, and I'm going to keep saying it throughout this, because it's important that you get this, is because Jesus died on the cross for your sins knowing what you were going to do. Just like Peter. He knew that. He knew what the enemy was doing. Enemy wanted hit. Oh no, Peter, 
Oh, I see. He, oh, he a tough one. No, I want him to go to hell. Oh no, sorry, not happening. We have a God. We look. We serve a God who intercedes for us, who prays for us in heaven. Remember that, please, <laughs> please. And this one was a big one for me. This verse, this particular scripture, um, it was super big. Um, but I also want to say. You have to understand, before I even get into it, I want to just remind you, you were not meant to be perfect. That's why we have God to lean on. God knows everything about us. He, he, knows, he knows everything about us. There is a book of us that was written. He knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb. He knew the mistakes you were going to make. You have to understand that you serve a merciful and wonderful God. And yes, you make mistakes. Yes, people make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. That's what keeps us humble. Because we can rely on God to be perfected in us. We can go to God and and repent. Remember, a, a, a repenting heart produces fruit. Remember, we spoke about that in one of the previous episodes. So if a repenting heart produces fruit, you have to remember that. Remember that a repenting heart produces fruit. So if you don't need to repent, well, I mean, where's the fruit? Okay. This is not to say that we go around just committing sins, you know, just walking around committing sins, just all, you know, willy nilly, like, hey, what's up? I'm just going to commit this sin because Jesus. No, that's not the case. But we definitely surely don't live in condemnation because of it. We don't just lay flat and just forget everything God has done because God, you know, I know you forgave me, but I don't forgive myself and I'm just not doing nothing. No, you get back up again. So, you know, it's that 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 is near and dear because there's so many people who have made mistakes. There's so many people who um, have done wrong and sometimes they do things and they don't do things and they they miss out on opportunities because they felt like what they did was just so bad. And of course, you know, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be man who out who's out here judging bitterly. Right. That'll try to make you feel even worse. If you as a wife specifically, we're going to touch going to that marriage area, right? If you as a wife, you did something wrong in, in your marriage, it doesn't mean that people will make you feel bad about it. Or if you as a mother did, didn't do the best thing for your children, it doesn't mean that people are not going to make you feel bad about it. But you have to care that much less about what they say and that much more about the fact that God forgave you. And God is not man. I want us to remember that. God is not the type. He's not man. You know how men say, I forgive you. And then all, ever so often they bring up what you did. No. God forgave you. He don't care, but he don't remember it no more. Y'all here bringing stuff to God that he literally forgot. Because he's already, you repented. You changed your ways. And you're still living in that, well, I did this. And God is like, did what? What do you, you know, like not... <laughs> Sorry, not with that aggravation voice, but you know what I mean. He forgot it. So you forget it too. Let it go and move forward and go back. And just like Peter, go and continue your assignment to strengthen your brethren to win souls for Christ. Because guarantee whatever assignment God has given you, I don't care if it's to start a business. I guarantee you was going to win a soul to Christ if God has given it to you in some way, form of somehow. 
So you go and do what God's called you to do. Get back up again. Now, this particular scripture is from Micah, verses 7, um, excuse me, yeah, chapter 7, excuse me, verses 8 through 9. I, re- I remember there was a specific book I read, and they talked about this, and um, it was so powerful, but it's called, anyways, the scripture is, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Until he pleads my case and executes justice for me, he will bring me forth to the light. I will see his righteousness. Now, here's what's so interesting about that. And the book is called Healing the Orphan Spirit, by the way, which I'm sure will be a podcast for another day, <laughs> but it is, it's really good. Um, but I also, you know, please read your Bible. If you don't, if you read your Bible already, please read that. If you don't read your Bible, get into your Bible first before you start reading an extra books. But what I love about this particular scripture, right, is that it says, and it says, just like the book where I read, he highlighted this part where it says, when I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. It didn't say if. It didn't say, if I fall, I will arise. If I sit in darkness, the light will be a light. The, um, excuse me. The Lord will be a light onto me. It said, when? When? So you know what that means? That we're not perfect and we make mistakes. Yes, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but sometimes God will allow us to go through things because it builds us up. It makes us better people. But you have to, I mean, at least learn the, the, you know, learn the lesson and do better. Don't just stay stuck at the, I did this, I can't believe I did this, so I'm just going to run away. I don't want to deal with the pressures of it. No, give it to God. See, he said, when I fall, I will arise. So yes, you may have fell. Yes, you fell. Yes, you did something wrong. Yes, because of pride, because of of jealousy, because of wicked thinking, because of evil heart, because of bitterness, because of rejection, you may have made some terrible mistakes. Yeah, and so you, and because of the result of it, certain you suffered certain consequences, but you will arise. The Lord is not, God's mercy, let me say his anger is for a moment. But his mercy endures forever. And he said, I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I've sinned against him. And so he pleads my case and executes justice for me. And he will bring me forth to the light so I will see his righteousness. Some of y'all he brought forth to the light and y'all just trying to stay in the darkness. He said, I've forgiven you. Go forth. He's even shown you that he's blessed you. You've received blessings, but you want to hold on to the mistake you made. You are not your own God. You have work to do. Get out of that sunken place. Get out of that low place and get back up and do what God has called you to do. I'm actually feeling a little emotional about it because there are a lot of people who are really not doing what they're called to do because they have allowed the enemy to just condemn them after God has said you're forgiven. Do you, you bear the indignation already. You, you suffered the consequence. Okay, repent and move forward. Strengthen your brethren. Do the assignment. 
Build the business. Go back to school. You know, reconcile with those who God has called you to reconcile with. Leave those who God has called you to leave. Move forward. Stop it already. You can't have faith faith and condemnation. How does faith and condemnation work? When you're speaking things about yourself, but then you're like, no, I deserve it. Well, how does it work? Get back, get up again. Get back up again and do the will of the Lord for your life. Whatever that is. Now, here's another one, y'all. <laughs> uh, feeling weary, right? So let's say, okay, you've done the work. <laughs> you've done the things, you know, <laughs> and it keeps failing. You're like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> now I've, I heard to start this business. It failed. Guy um, uh, got married. That's going, I don't know what's happening with that. Um, <laughs> everything's not working. What's up? What's happening? All right, I'm done. You're like, you're trying to give up. But if you remember in the previous episode, God tells us, do not give up. God even shows us that there's no, nothing you have done, nothing you've went through that's uncommon. So don't think that you're the only one to do it, right? Don't think that. But God tells us, don't be wary. You have to act. What I, what I find, what I found, <laughs> what I found is really a, a thing. Um, this is it. Uh, seek God first. And all his righteousness and all those other things will be added unto you. How do you see, and we talked about that before, but it's true. How do you seek God first? Okay, ask those hard questions. You got to ask them. You, you want to ask God. I'm, I, and I will eventually share my full testimony at some point. But I had to ask God once. I said, God, okay, is this you doing this? Or is this the enemy? Imagine my surprise with the answer I got. Well, now you got to ask why, Right? You have asked God the questions. Why is the, what? Okay, God, what, what, why is this business failing? You told me to do it, but why is it failing? This doesn't make, I don't understand. Ask God those questions. Why is my marriage, I'm, I'm trying to do everything. Why is my marriage going down the drain? See, it can mean you're doing it in your own might. It can mean your intentions are wrong. Your heart posture is not right. You know, idolatry is so many. You just, I don't know your story. So it's so many different things, but you can seek God and he will answer those questions. But when you, and trust me, when you seek God, the other things will add on, will come. All those things, they're going to (laughs) come, but seek God first. Weariness is no joke. It robs you of your faith. We've spoke about this before. Weariness robs you of your faith. It does. You have to understand, in this life, there's long suffering is part of it. It comes with it. That's one of the things. That's one of the, the gifts. Long suffering, it comes with it. There's certain, but you have to ask the question. Seek God, because then your hope, let your hope be restored. Because when you do that, guess what? You'll start to see the blessing in the lesson. Maybe that thing was supposed to go to a, um, 
that that business was supposed to go sour so that you can because there's a bigger business that God actually has for you. But there's certain mistakes that you had to make so you knew not to make it again. And you grew. And as a result, you grew wiser. You gain more knowledge and understanding. You can, you know, these things happen. I don't know, you know, I'm not really sure the reason for you, but what I do know is God's plans for you, which is, and I may not know you personally, but I know that God's plan is to prosper and not to harm us. It's to prosper us. So if God's plan is to prosper us and your business is not prospering, that doesn't match up. So now that means something is, something is wrong here. So you, instead of just giving up, like I give up, no. Get yourself back up again. Get back up again and seek God in everything. Seek God first. Seek God first. How do you seek God? Yes, ask the questions. Ask God to do a a, a complete transformation on you. Maybe there's some things about you that you know that ain't right. Or you (laughs) you may be so caught up that you think it's right and it's terribly wrong. It's so dysfunctional. Seek God first. Ask God to heal you and to purge you from anything that is not that is that literally is a a stench to God that God despises. Any any demon, any habit that is truly dysfunctional, but because you have been in it so long, you don't even recognize it. Seek God first, and and God will He will meet you where you're at. He will meet you where you're at. So there is um. First Peter chapter five, verse 10, where this is, you know, this was like a really good one where it says, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you. So did you hear that? It says, may the God of all grace, like after you've suffered a while. Which means that there's certain things that you have to, there's some suffering that goes on in this life. No one's life is easy. No one's life is perfect. You know, I had this a great woman of God. She was just like, some, some people feel like just because you give your life to God that your life is supposed to now be easy. That's not even how it goes. In fact, I really don't even know where that was at. No one's life is easy and certainly no one's life is perfect. So you have to suffer. There's some suffering that may that goes on, but you have to hope you have to hold on to God and seek him first. And now when you do that, you guess what? Guess the beauty of it. Remember our first podcast we did? The beauty of it is, is after you've done that, you'll be so wrapped up in God that you will begin to understand and the mysteries of it will all be released unto you and your hope will be restored. And trust, after you've suffered a while, there's some suffering. Guess what's going to happen? Where's the promise after that? (laughs) He will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So don't be weary. Don't give up. Don't faint. Keep going. Keep going. Don't allow discouragement to, to overrule you. When God, when the, when we have a living God who turns everything around, don't allow bitter thoughts to consume your mind when you are living to see another day. Don't allow those things to happen to you. Get back up again. Yes, you may not. Maybe the way you did it, maybe that business is still that multi-million dollar business, even though it failed. 
But this time around, you know, to put God first and to be obedient and follow every instruction that God has given you, right? Whether he gives it to you directly or is giving you sound counsel, right? That God has given you, make sure, and then you're doing it and it starts rising up. But you have to get back up again. No, I did it. It, it failed. I'm not doing it again. There's so many millionaires who they can, they'll even attest, listen, there's things that I did and that it did not go through. But somehow they kept going and yet they're millionaires now. Trust whatever God has called you to do. Trust that God is doing a good thing. Trust that God answers prayers. Trust that God has his plans for you are great plans. It's not to harm you, but you have to get up again. You can't stay in that rut. So as you go forth in the end of this year, as you go forth, um, getting ready for, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you are spending time with your family or whether you're just by yourself, may you all be rested in the Lord, filled with hope and that you are and let this word steer you up so that you can get back up again and do all that God has called you to do. Receive the love that he's already given you. Receive the peace that he has for you and look to him. Seek him first. So Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And I just, you know, I hope that, I mean, I just hope this word blessed you. And so, you know, I'm going to, I want to pray for everyone. Heavenly Father, God, we just come before your throne of grace. God, we come before your throne of grace through Christ Jesus, through the everlasting covenant of the blood of Jesus. God, seeking mercy on behalf of myself and everyone at the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that this word, God, is pleasing to you, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that this word be ingrained into the hearts of those who listen and that it removes the stoniness of discouragement, bitterness, condemnation, and shame and disgrace. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will heal the hearts of those who are listening on this phone and where the enemy has tried to consume them with thoughts of discouragement, thoughts of um, regret and shame, God, that your glory will overwhelm them, God. God, and that the jovial spirit of the Lord, the joy from the Lord rest on them in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that just like you stirred Zerubbabel, that you will stir the people at the sound of my voice to get back up and do what thus saith the Lord and concerns of their life in the name of Jesus, God. Keep their minds and eyes focused on you, you who keep them in perfect peace. Let your angels surround them to keep them focused on you, so they will not dash their foot against the stone. In the name of Jesus, God, those who have um, those who have done things, God, that that cause them to run away, God. I pray, God, that just like the prodigal son, that you will meet them where they are at, God. That you will let them feel your embrace, God. I pray, God, that you will deliver them from the condemnation and pride that will cause them to think that they can keep themselves down when you are calling them back up. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, that you will meet them where they're at. I pray that you will pull their soul where their souls have been have been um just sunken in, in, in despair and discouragement 
where they have felt like they just can't do it or where they have felt like they missed their chance. God, I pray that you will breathe life onto them, God. Every desolate area, God, every dry area, God, that you will water them, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that you will send angels to go forth to carry this prayer and that any demon that would try to come against it, Father God, let it be arrested in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing for every person on this call, God. Let it be transformation, divine miracles, signs, and wonders in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, God, that you will cover them, that you will make it so plain that they will receive confirmation of the goodness of the Lord. I pray, God, that even when their spirit, their soul try to wrestle, that wants to be in condemnation, God, I pray that you will break it off of them in the name of Jesus, God. Let them feel the shalom. A perfect shalom. I pray, God, that every evil desire, every evil thought, every evil thinking be destroyed in the name of Jesus, God. Where they have not forgiven themselves, deal with them, O Lord. Let them feel your mercy and grace that you already have for them. Let them feel the love that you already had. You said nothing can separate your love from us, God. Let them feel that in their soul, in their spirit, in their flesh. In the name of Jesus, God. God, we repent for anything that we have done to try to run away, push you away, God, to try to to try to hide or to go or purposely go astray. God, we repent in the name of Jesus. Let no backlash or retaliation hit any of us in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, send you, we send and we ask Lord for angelic reinforcement to protect us in the name of Jesus, to keep us. God, we loose up, we take up back up the shield of faith. The faith that the blood of Jesus covers our sins. The faith that you have forgiven us. The faith that your anger is for a moment, but your mercy endures forever. And God, we call on the mercies of God. Your tender mercies, which are renewed every morning. God, we pull them down, which were already meant for us. God, we, 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 come, we walk into it, God. We embrace it, God. So God, for whatever you, I thank you, God, that, that you who are the great restorer, the great redeemer, the great I am, the ancient of days. God, you who are God amongst it all, you who are God over everything, the demons must bow at your feet. The demons tremble at your name. God, I pray, God, that you show them who you are, that, they will, that where they have placed men in a high place, let it be brought down in the name of Jesus. We break pride in the name of Jesus, that they will not, that they will not feel validated. And when they have gone on to do the work of the Lord keep them oh Lord this from temptation in the name of Jesus God let everyone at the sound of my voice God be filled with your presence let the, your presence Emmanuel you who are with us overflow in their atmosphere Holy Ghost we welcome we continue to welcome you we embrace you. Come into our presence. Come into our lives. Hallelujah. God, you who are holy. Jesus, God, we love you. We adore you and we worship you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for answered prayers. We thank you for hearing our cries. We thank you for delivering us. We thank you for removing detestable things from us. We thank you for changing our sense. God, which is well pleasing to your nostrils, O Lord. We thank you for keeping us in your pavilion, O Lord. We thank you. We break fear. 
God, let loosing your angels to destroy the demonic spirit of fear that has clouded the lives and the souls of the people that is at the sound of my voice, where fear has become their God. Lord, take, let, let we rebuke it in the name of Jesus, and we decree that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Forgive us for every time we have made fear our God in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for every time we have idolized fear in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for every time we've made ourselves our God that because we can't do it, it cannot be done, because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us in the name of Jesus. Every arrow that was sent to, to, to keep us down, Lord, we send it back to the place where you want it to go in Jesus' name. Mm. And God, we love you and appreciate you for all of your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> so um, once again, you know, I always pray this, I always ask this, but... um. If you have not received, if you have not given your life to God or you have, you, you just feel like you want to rededicate your life to God. I don't think of any perfect time during this Christmas season to do that as Jesus, as we celebrate the birthing of Jesus when he came upon this earth to die on the cross for our sins. What better time is it to now actually um, give our lives to God? What better time? To, to reap the benefits of Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior. To reap the benefits of acknowledging who he is to you. So to reap the benefits of why he came on the first place. So please, if you want to give your life to God, if you, or if you want to just rededicate, you, just feel, you feel that unction in your spirit. You know, I just want to, I want to do this. I want to rededicate my life. Then repeat after me, please. Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo, that was good. That was good, y'all. So, you know, just keep going, guys. Get back up again. Um, and whatever God has called you to do, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> um, even if that's to rest, whatever God is calling you to do, you just better make sure you do it. <laughs> Anyways, um, feel free, please like, subscribe. I just joined Clubhouse. <laughs> so if you are on Clubhouse, please follow me at Wifely Wisdom 1. So it's Wifely Wisdom and it's the number one. 
Um, I, I can't wait to start speaking on there as well. And um, Instagram at Wifely Wisdom One, Twitter Wisdom Wifely, and I have a Facebook group as well. So Wifely Wisdom. So feel free to follow me on these platforms. And you know, once again, Merry Christmas, and may the joy of the Lord be with you. God bless you all. I love y'all in real life. <laughs> Bye.